Hello, and welcome to the loud and short of it. I'm Ramsey, I'm the loud one. Oh, I'm just Jesse, and I'm the short one. <laughs> this week we're doing a variety hour. We've got ten topics as always. We're going to span everything from politics, music, to television, to a random one, and all the way up to pop culture, whatever we're, that means. We're doing a variety hour? Yeah. If only there was a way for them to tell it, that, that it was a variety, a variety hour. hour before we... Yep, told yep, them yep, now. Yep, yep. But see, I just said what a variety hour is. So if this is somebody's first episode, I'm sorry about that breathing that brought you into the episode <laughs> in the first place. But also, now they know what variety hour means. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, what's uh, our starting topic? A little bit of housekeeping. Ooh, ooh, housekeeping. Okay. Okay. Jesse claims to be a movie guy, and uh, yesterday never once uh, made that claim. I claim to be a television guy. You're full of shit. You say you love movies. I said we should go watch 1917, and I was like, yeah, Roger Deakins is a cinematographer, or the cinematographer or whatever, and you were just like, I don't fucking care. I'm still mad about that. I hope that every single one of our listeners right now is like, who the fuck is Roger Deakins? Yeah, they I probably don't care. will, because they're fucking knuckle-dragging animals. I want it on the record, I've never once said that I'm a movie guy. I it's watch fake. so much television, and now I watch a lot of movies because I get two for free. But I don't care about anything, anybody. I can't name a single director or actor. Not one. That's true. Can't That's name true. one right now. Held a gun to my head and you were like, name one actress. I'd be like, can't do it. Name a woman. Nope, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> never met one, never will. I've only uh, met anamorphic blobs that look somewhat similar to me and some look a lot different than me. All right. You want to start off heavy? Oh, yeah. Hit, hit me with the big stuff, baby. So... Uh, as everyone knows, we have a situation in Iran. Okay, so starting politics. Yeah, starting with politics. I thought when you Actually. said big one, you meant pop culture. But yeah, okay. yeah. So this is the biggest pop culture event mm. of, of the decade so nice, far. Nice, nice. Uh, but I, I don't want to talk about the ins and outs, because, you know, we're not fucking pundits. But I do want to talk about one thing, because I was reading a Washington Post article. Um, I've seen a lot of complaints from people about uh, us, us kids here making memes about World War III. Mm. Um... I kind of want to talk about that because I think personally it's super fucked up for older generations to be like, you need to take this seriously. And because honestly, it's like, one, we didn't get ourselves in this situation. And two, our entire lives, you've just pushed us to, to be terrified of fucking everything. And so if we don't find the humor in these situations, we're going to fucking kill ourselves. There was just an article, I think it was MSNBC, where it showed percentages of how long depending on what year you were born, what percent of your life the U.S. has been at war. And I'm a 96 boy. It was something like 76% of my entire life we've been at yeah. war. It's all we've known. It, yeah, it's yeah. like... It, 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 for my for 75% of my life, we've been over in a country that has nowhere near the resources we do in any war that actually threatens my life in any way, and we've just been beating the shit out of them. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen in Iran. I, th yeah. I don't think people are legitimately believing it's going to turn into another world war. No. I, at least I, not I a either. hot world war. There yeah. might be us and Russia mad at each other again, but yeah. that's also been there since... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cold War doesn't end. That never stopped. It just got really cold for a while, <laughs> but it warmed up a bit. Uh, so, I don't know, dude. My whole thing with that is just, like, I think it's unfair that... Um, Older generations keep saying, like, we can't, you can't make jokes about stuff like this. And there are, don't get me wrong, there are definitely lines. But, like, dude, if a kid's getting scared because we're going into fucking war and they're first... Like, my, our first instinct, I was with uh, two of my friends that are younger, they're like 20. And fucking, we immediately, as soon as we read that, we're like, World War Three with Iran or whatever. And then we immediately started making Call of Duty jokes. <laughs> Inside, I was a little scared. I was like, this sucks. Like, I hate having to fucking feel like this because, you know, it's just... But it, it, it totally makes sense to me now, just, like, 
there is a divide with like older people. And I've seen a couple people like uh, a lot. There's like a couple of tweets from like uh, active uh, service members who were just like, "Y'all need to take this shit seriously." Like, you know, we're out here and shit. And 100, percent like, I respect that. I get that. But then there were like 200 tweets from other active service members being like, "No, this is funny because it has to be." Yeah. If we don't make this funny, it gets scary. And if we're just scared, we're not gonna be happy. Honestly, 90 percent of the tweets I saw weren't even like World War Three specific tweets or jokes they were draft jokes yeah which if, if anything that's even more serious because that affects people that aren't even affects everyone potentially yeah exactly. i mean I, I, a world war affects everyone but this would this would mean 20 year olds that haven't made a decision yeah. are being forced into it and those were some of them fucking hilarious oh so yeah there's so tweets. many good draft tweets dude fucking uh, it, it's funny because like there's a bunch of uh I'm on TikTok. I watch TikToks. Yeah. But, dude. This, host, this thing is actually run by uh, myself and a t- 13-year-old. That's true. Yeah. I have a giant 13-year-old. Uh, Drake, Drake texts Ramsey constantly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he texted me last night, you, try, you trying to let me hit. And yeah. I was like, sir. He DM'd him on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Drake actually has the notification on for my 18th birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, dude. I, I don't know. I wanted, to, I wanted to go on that for a bit. I just think that, you know, personally... Yeah, I know I'm, I'm just saying the same thing over and over again, but it is unfair for older generations to be hard, younger generations for making fun of stuff like this. But we're in turbulent times, and honestly, like, a lot of it is like, you know, if... And there's another thing. One of our friends uh, tweeted, Cody, he was just like, you know... Or he retweeted an old tweet. He was like, a president has never lost re-election during wartime. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like... I don't know, bro. Stars are aligning. <laughs> I will usually jump in and give a strong opinion on anything politics-based because normally I'm well-educated on a lot of the topics. But outside of internal politics, I don't know much about. I don't know much about foreign affairs and don't yeah. pretend to. So I'm not gonna say anything on air that leads one way or the other. I will say, out of the direction that could have gone. After we assassinated one of their generals, the fact that they bombed some of our bases with no casualties and we didn't return fire on that yet and have just imposed uh, economic sanctions, mm-hmm. if that's if it cools off and it stays the way it is right now, very little loss of life, and uh, hopefully we can keep that going. Yeah. I don't know anything else. I'm just saying I hope the least amount of people that need to die, die. That yeah. would be cool. My first instinct was that this is gonna, this is probably gonna simmer and chill out. I don't know why, but I was, I guess I was just like praying it would, because mm-hmm. like this, the concept of nuclear war is terrifying. Yeah. Well, they don't have nuclear power. Oh, they did. Wasn't that a long time? No. See, this is the part of the reason we, I did. I, all I read. We got was, them to sign a treaty back in 2015, I believe, that said that they cannot, that they will not pursue nuclear power, and in in agreement with that, we will reduce all the trade agreements that we had and allow them to basically take a share of the market and trade. Mm. Then Trump got into power and said, fuck that deal. And he bowed out. And of course, if it's like the Paris climate accord, if America bows out, it's still there, but mm-hmm. the the EU is still part of it. And Iran is still part of it, but it doesn't fucking matter. This if guy hates deals, bro. He, he hates anything that deals. if it has Barack Obama's name on it, he doesn't want it to be there. I would not Ooh. be surprised if, I mean, he doesn't have time now, but I wouldn't be surprised if his plan wasn't exactly similar to NAFTA, where he tears down something that has uh, history and not his name on it, and then immediately just 
puts something back up, mm-hmm. calls it calls himself a great deal maker, and it's basically the same exact fucking thing, like the U.S. American, the U.S. American Mexico trade agreement. Yeah, I saw a thing on Reddit where it's just like, um, and it was recent move. It's just because it, things are cooling off a bit, uh, and someone was just like, "Why are you all surprised? This has been his fucking move from the get go. He makes a giant mess and then cleans it up, and it's just like, look what I did." Yeah. I will say there's some inspiring, not memes, but just discussions where it was Iranians that had been on Twitter and been on Reddit and stuff just being like, we have literally no disdain towards Americans. And Americans being like, we have no disdain towards Iranians. Like yeah. the whole cultural site thing. There's not an, If there's an American in the world and you honestly think that we should blow up Iranian culture sites, you're, you're a terrorist on the other team. Like that's fucking yeah. insane. We should never do that. That would be a terrible fucking idea. And I'm glad it seems like that's not the direction we're going right now. Oh, another thing that I was like, I, I'm naturally I'm worried about is if, if there was a war with Iran. Even now, it's just like, you see little bits and pieces of like, you know, racism peeking up again. And I'm just like, and I, I'm not, you know, my family's not Iranian. We're not, we're not Persian. We're, we're Arab. We don't speak Farsi and everything. But, you know, one of my best friends is Iranian. And still, it's just like... The sting of 9-11, like, 9-11 really made my family experience racism. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really frustrating that, again, we're, we're reaching somewhere. Because my, my thing is, like, I just don't want it to peak up again and become a big thing. So when I was a kid, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just part of my take on it. It's just, I don't know, dude. We're in, uh, we're in, we're in spooky times. This is going to be a, a scary episode to go back and listen to because... Will either be like, man, it really wasn't that big of a deal, cooled off real quick, or it's gonna be like, wow, we had no fucking clue what was coming. Yeah. Three days after we put it up on the internet. That's the thing, dude. We they we don't know anymore. Yeah. There's not like a there's because like when we were younger, it's like there was a through line of things were kind of okay eventually. It's kind of fell into place, but now I just feel like it's going every which way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's enough of sad stuff. Let's go into... I got a, I got a happier one for politics for the first time ever. The Sunrise Movement uh, today officially endorsed Bernie Sanders for president. What is the Sunrise Movement? They're like a, they're like a pack, but it's of just young uh, teens started, I think, in 2018. And they just, like, down the ticket from president to, like, city council members. They just try to get people elected that are pro-environment, which is weird that you have to say pro-environment but you know people that believe in climate change as the scientists say it is and actually are going to do something to change it scientists are wrong though yeah well that's true we all know that uh vaccines cause autism and uh climate change is a lie and the, the jesse the somebody's earth, gonna the, cut that out just that part of me saying those two things <laughs> somebody me <laughs> and the earth is also only six thousand years old how could we and already flat, have climate and, yeah, and flat and yeah flat. how could we already have climate problems after only six thousand years that's very true yeah that's very I'm true a young, i'm a young creationist yeah younger both younger. of us are this yeah, is actually naturally. the young creationist podcast if you believe in dinosaurs you're dumb this started as a bill nye hate group and has exploded into the loud and short of it <laughs> Um, anyways, this is just super cool. Um, of course there's endorsements going left and right and everywhere, but something the Sunrise Movement did that a lot haven't is they announced, like, the vote totals, and they, they just, they did it by votes. There's no, like, oh, well, these are the leaders, and they're, mm-hmm. they've chosen to announce this, like a lot of unions do and whatnot, just straight vote tallies. And Bernie Sanders, 76% of the Sunrise Movement voted for him. That's cool. 
Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the climate plans across the candidates, Bernie's is just one of the most insanely expensive things yeah. the U.S. has ever tried to endeavor on. Yeah. You gotta keep in mind that does take over over the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. You gotta keep in mind, if you don't do it, the, the world is catching on fire. <laughs> Australia being a good example, that's gonna cost them a hell of a lot more mm-hmm. than a Green New Deal does. And, uh... Jump back to your previous point. You know what would cost more than all that? Blowing the fuck out of Iran for no fucking reason. Yeah. That's gonna and then rebuilding it with our money. Yeah. Both of those things are gonna and that's just gonna further global warming. Having active bases there for fifty thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. That actually makes me super excited. It's also like exciting to see like kids. Um, my younger siblings aren't really like politically active at all, but they it's it's funny seeing them know what's right. Like, whenever they talk about the environment, they, like, someone in my family will say something fucking stupid mm-hmm. about the environment or whatever, like, global warming, my little sister will just be like, actually, fucko, <laughs> and just, like, kind of go in, and then she'll be like, they'll be like, oh, you're a liberal, and she's like, I don't know anything about politics, I want my kids to not die. Yeah. Just, like, it's funny to see kids just say the most basic shit, and I'm just like, just, yeah, I just think look, just look. And, and that is why I think, I mean, we got the Iowa caucus up in less than a month. People mm-hmm. need to start getting registered. They, they need to register today if they're not registered to vote. But I think that's one of the things that Bernie appeals to and Yang. Um, Yang doesn't have a chance, so it's, it's time mm-hmm. to give up on that vote this year. But in the future, definitely a possibility, is they aren't candidates that are running like, oh, well, this guy's a liberal and this guy's a conservative, or this guy's a Democrat, this guy's a Republican. Mm-hmm. They're just doing things that everyone agrees with. The vast majority of Americans agree with Medicare for All. The mm-hmm. vast majority of Americans agree we have to do something about climate change. It does not matter what letter or color they've they've decided on. Yeah. Hey, but, dude, that's just the fucking thing, though. Like, I, talking to family members, and I know that's why I bring you back to half the time. I don't know that much about politics. It's pretty blaringly obvious. <laughs> um, it... It's a lot of times, like, I will, I'll talk to some of my family members, and I'll just be hitting every fucking point with them, and we'll be seeing eye to eye, but then when it comes to the fucking mascot, the name, yeah. they just can't handle, they're like, I can't ever vote for a Democrat, and I'm just like, well, your Republicans aren't good enough. Yeah. And like, and like, my Democrats out a lot of times, I'm not even my Democrats, I'm not even a fucking Democrat, but sometimes the, the people on my side aren't good enough, and it sucks, like fucking Hillary. Hillary, I think Hillary's better than Trump, but she fucking wasn't good enough. Yeah, it's just like the reason I like Bernie too is like I feel like this dude is inspiring people. He's someone we like. He he's someone I believe will try his hardest in office. If he doesn't get any, if he doesn't get all the shit done, it doesn't matter. We just know he's gonna try. Yeah, he's not there for fucking cloud. He's not there. He I think he's he's literally there because he feels like he's the only one who's gonna do it right. He's also going to the negotiating table with everything. Even if, even if you let let's say you don't agree with everything Bernie said, there's there's I'm not gonna point out specific ones right now because I don't want to get into all of it right now. But there's some things that I don't agree with him on. Is is that stuff going to get passed in its entirety? No, it's going to have the opposite side meet in the middle, and then that middle is going to be progressive and good for America. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be exactly what he wants. The chances of him getting his Medicare for all bill passed through the Senate, fucking nil. Mm-hmm. It's but. Why would we go into a negotiate? Why would anybody go into a negotiating room with a plan that they've already dumbed down and lowered? Mm-hmm. Then you're not going. Then you're not meeting in the middle. You've yeah. already uh, compromised, and then you have to compromise again. Yeah. And then you get things like Obamacare, where they don't have things that you need, like a public option and everything else. Yeah. 
because the, the the biggest thing right now is like whenever you go in the negotiating room, it, everyone's a no. Yeah. You know, so it's just like. Well, it's more Mitch McConnell is one no that yeah. can end any bill he wants. If you go big, maybe you'll get over it. Maybe <laughs> like fuck, I don't know. That's it's a dumb example, but just like I do like how he's like putting his foot down. And he's like, every says something about Lewis Warren. He's like, I'm not compromising, not yet. It's yeah. way too early. <laughs> and he he does just say that he's doing it because it's what's right. He's one of the few that, when asked whether or not a Medicare for all would raise taxes on the middle class, there's videos. He just says yes, mm-hmm. he, unless they're trying to get a soundbite at him. But he has admitted that. Now, are your taxes going to go up? Possibly a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, but imagine if you didn't have copays and you never had to think about insurance. You yeah. save money if you're middle class. A shitload of it, on yeah. average. It's, it's, I don't know, dude. I just think, I think it's very rare that we, that the youth gets a candidate like this. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's a real possibility. Yeah. And it's cool, because, I mean, in, in the polls lately, he has been skyrocketing for about a month now. Yeah. Not overall nationwide polls, but in, in early state polls, and that momentum can carry. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see in a month during the Iowa caucus, and then... Super Tuesday will come up and... And just the thing is, like, he's the first fucking likable candidate we've had in a long time. He's not young, he's not hot, but the thing is, he's not faking it. Yeah, and that's... not like Joe Biden, it's not like Hillary. That's what works so well when he goes up against Trump. Yeah. Because they're... I do think appealing and trying to split off Trump voters is a a silly idea. Because at this point, if you still are like, well, I don't know, I might be voting for him, you're you're a lost fucking cause. I don't want you... I don't, I don't, you're not going to switch over to anybody else. You are a, you're part of a cult at this yeah. point. Um, he's been lying to you for, for four years and you, you refuse to figure it out. So, yeah. but there are people that are just like, that they don't like Trump because he's a fucking idiot, mm-hmm. but they also will never vote for a Democrat because all they do is fucking lie. And none of them are real people. Yeah. But there are people that would vote for Bernie or Yang. I mean, Yang has a lot of Republican support. Yeah, I don't know about that. I literally just don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's a thing. Like, I don't want to see fucking two Sith Lords battling it out up there. <laughs> I, want, I want a dude who's, like, it, it, it just you feel like he has morals. You feel like he has he's really looking out for the little man. And the thing is, like, I, I, I'm really hoping fucking Trump doesn't get reelected. If he does, like, I'm, I'm probably just going hands off. I'm never going to fucking care about politics again. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, let's I, move into... You get anything else? Yeah, yeah. Okay, keep going. Uh, I'm going to end on not that sad of a note. Um, Trump's not getting reelected. It's just not going to fucking happen. If you look at matchups and poll to polls right now, which people said the same exact thing in 2016, but was that a fair election? <laughs> really questionable. Um, he's getting beaten even by Pete now, and Pete had the worst matchups against him. Oh, butt chug? Until, oh, yeah, old Pete butt chug. Uh, man, speaking of people you can't trust, man, that man, <laughs> that man stenches of lies. Just, bleh, bleh. Billionaires, bleh. <laughs> My family, like, they think it's like, my mom thinks it's kind of funny, but everyone else just thinks it's like, oh, shut up, because every time I talk about any rich person, I just go, guillotine, guillotine. <laughs> my dad's like, shut the fuck up, you privileged asshole. <laughs> I looked at my dad, I was like, guillotine. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, so, uh, moving on into, uh, television, I am very excited because for the first time ever, I was wrong. Ah, yeah. First time on record on podcast, I believe it was, it was like, I don't know. Oh my god, ago. are you making this? What? 
This isn't a Stranger Things season three apology. No, we're coming back to that on next Friday. I'm trying. I'm trying to get onto it again. Okay. I, I have not. I haven't rewatched or anything. For but the new listeners, Ramsey hates Stranger Things three, and uh, don't like and he's it. rewatching it, and he's gonna come on air and apologize for his terrible. I, I takes. will. I will come on air, and if I feel the same way, I will simply say I was not wrong. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'll be like, yeah, I was too hard on it. I'm. I'm but I'm coming back to it. I, I cannot be the only wrong person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if Because everyone's telling me it's good, I don't know. If everyone thinks it's good and I fucking hate it, there's got to be something missing here. Uh, okay, but no, we're going back uh, a few episodes, or whenever the Witcher trailer was released. Yeah. We're talking about Witcher. No spoilers. I believe that was last variety hour, yeah. No, there will be no spoilers. It was a while oh, ago. Okay. I said that shit looked dookie. <laughs> I said that was a dumb fucking looking show, and then the reviews came out, and I was like, vindication, baby. This shit's lame. But, you know, because I, I had to see for myself, I actually started watching it. I think Witcher is fucking cool. I like the show. It's It's got... The, the, the cast is great. Um, mm-hmm. It was funny, too, because the, one of the characters, Triss, is casted, and she's a black woman. And in the games or whatever, she's a white woman with red hair. And naturally, you know, the internet loved that. Yeah. Well, the silent majority, or the loud majority, or minority loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast is dope. Fucking Henry Cavill as the Witcher dude. Mm-hmm. As good as he was in Superman. Fucking awesome. I will say, I've only, I'm only one episode in, but the violence... Mm, the violence is just so good. It, it is. Tele- it's better than Game of Thrones. It's oh, yeah. so good. Well, because the thing is, too, it's like... It makes sense with, with the tone of the show. Yes. Which, and that's another thing. So, the fighting is really cool. The gore is cool because it just works. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole thing is consistent and it feels like it was taken from the games a lot. Cause that's whenever... what I have to say, is that I I was worrisome, as anybody should be, at a video game adaptation. adaptation. They're a, video, a movie adaptation of a video game. Yeah. This never fucking works, or a TV show, any of this. It just yeah. hasn't ever worked in the past. It was never going to work. This works. Yeah. It has the same feel as the games. I don't know the books. That's a bunch of nerd stuff. No one cared about the books till the games came out. No. Literally was... Apparently, the writer hates the games and thinks they're dumb because it didn't follow his script. He's a giant asshole. Apparently, yeah. yeah. He doesn't understand that the only reason he's rich is because somebody made a video game and then he sold a million books. Well, no, the biggest thing that he fucked up on, because he's a dumbass, he, and he's what reason he's so bitter at the video games... He took upfront pay for the games because um, he thought there was going to be nothing, and then you know they blew up in one of like the biggest. Honestly, Witcher Three, I only have ever seen a game as well liked as that game. Yeah, maybe Halo Three and Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Just like it, wildly fucking popular. It won, I love that game. It has like taken the spot that Skyrim held for years. Yeah, like if somebody says, "Hey, what I want to play an RPG." Yeah, that's what everyone tells you to do. They're and like, I never started this game. Yeah, and I never played Witcher One or Two. I jumped right into three, and I was like, honestly, it, it gives you enough context. Like, mm-hmm. it's fucking, like, front to back, like, I, you end up caring about these characters. You don't have all the backstory, but it's the same thing with the show. But before I get into one problem I have with the show, which is only a problem for everyone else who doesn't have any context for the characters, um, this show is oddly lighthearted. Mm. But then, that's my first impression, but then I went back and I played the game a little bit, and I started to realize, Witcher 3 is not as dark as I remember. The, I know I'm on Witcher 1 right now, and it has a lot of just crude humor. Yeah, it's And, like, constant goofy. bar fights in the yeah. first one, where guys are, like, looking at what is... If you don't know anything about Witcher, this is no spoilers at all. Uh, he's 
a fucking super undying being that kills demons and monsters yeah. and anything else that he wants to kill. And people will be in the middle of a bar and be like, Witcher, bitch. And then you just kill them in the game. Yeah. You're like, okay, that was a very bad mistake. Well, yeah, because a lot of things like that, that come with the Witcher is that they're treated like shit, all of them. But they're, the thing is that's fucked up is they're taken as children, and they're not superheroes, really. Mm-hmm. They're just mutated so fucking, I could be wrong, I don't give a fuck. They're mutated <laughs> super, fuck, in like super fucked up, so they're insanely apathetic. They feel emotions, which I think is really shown well in the show. Like, how he feels things. Because he really just feels anger and, like, sometimes fleeting joy. Yeah. Um, But they're mutated so they can take, like, a ton of potions. Because the potions are super toxic. And whenever he takes too many, his, like, eyes turn black. You can see his veins turn black and shit. Like, he's fucked up. Yeah. But he can come back from that. He's great healing and shit. And, like... But one of the bigger things about the show is that, like... I think the problem with it is that it runs three separate storylines. Mm-hmm. And it's a little disjointed, but I feel the same way about the show as I did Batman vs. Superman. I'm not saying Batman vs. Superman's a good movie. I fucking like that movie a lot, though, because of how it treated the characters. And the same way with The Witcher, where it's like, is the story super concise and, like, packed together? No, fuck no. Yeah. Is a lot of the writing bad? 100%. But is, like, the spirit of each character, like, ha- how I feel about them there? Like, 100%. See, I think they're each dope. And I think if anybody and i'm sure now that the witchers pulled it off and made their money i mean i think it's the most streamed netflix show of all time now i think it took that spot um if other people are going to get in that's how you make a good video a movie adaptation of a video game you don't need this to be it's like a marvel movies if you're making superhero movies you don't need this shit to be fucking top tier you don't need this to be emmy award winning amazingness you need it to be fucking fun just like yeah. the video game was Great characters, fun to watch, and it and enjoyable. It should be yeah. enjoyable, not fucking aiming for awards. Yeah, I think that um, Th- if this gets a second season, and it's it already is some production. Oh, perfect. Yeah. People are gonna like that second season. This isn't Game of Thrones where if it drops off, people are gonna be lighting couches on fire and sending mean tweets. They're but just gonna be like, ah. Okay. That's the thing though, dude. Like it, every superhero property tries to go like the dark route, and a lot of times it doesn't work. With the Nolan movies, it yeah. worked, but. It kind if the, if you rewatch Batman Begins, it's not as dark and gritty as you remember it. Mm-hmm. You rewatch The Dark Knight, it's pretty dark and gritty. You know, the Joker's a guy. There's some editing issues, but no one talks about. <laughs> and then you get into Dark Knight Rises, and it gets goofy. Mm. They always fucking get goofy. But the problem is the tone of these movies and the way they're shot, the color palette, everything about it screams it's not goofy. Yeah, it's, it's like a fucking action thriller movie, but it ends up not being that. And it keep it, it keeps con- and even like the Avengers movies. They progressively get more goofy, yeah. But you're with them so so fucking long that whenever you cut from Iron Man, where he's fighting just another Iron Man, that's in that world realistic. To he's getting beat up by a purple fucking giant. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a, there's a split there. Yeah. And if so, they had released uh, Avengers first without the build up, that would have been no. the worst reviewed movie of all time. People would have fucking hated it. Even Avengers, man. Avengers only worked because of the Thor movie. Yeah. If they cut from fucking... If they didn't give Thor movie and they cut from Iron Man, Captain America, straight to Avengers, would not... Oh, man, we've really come full circle because you know who did that? Who? DC did. What? When they released Justice League without giving any proper fucking build-up whatsoever. And that dog shit movie. And then on this podcast, we tried to make it not a dog shit movie. We're full circle, baby. (laughs) Uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. I, uh, I think Witcher's cool. 
Uh, it does have problems, 100%. But if you if you if you've read the video or read the books or you like the video games, you can jump in and you're not gonna have a problem with these characters. If yeah. you know nothing about it, you're not gonna like the show. The that show much. also doesn't follow the same exact storyline as the video games, so you're not gonna you're not. Bored it takes or from confused. the books. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I've got sadder news. Instead of a good show coming up, I got shows leaving Netflix, mm. which could pose a huge problem for Netflix, especially with Disney Plus and all the rest coming. But mm. we won't get too much into that. We've done it on air before. Uh, Netflix is losing friends, or they lost friends on January first this year, mm-hmm. which that's one of their big ones. That's one of their big like, oh, I'm cooking, or oh, there's people at my house and something should be on in the background because I'm weird and don't just put music on. Yeah. Um, or just doing chores. Like, I, every if you, I've watched Friends while just hanging out around and not paying any attention to it. Yeah. And they're also losing The Office this January. Which is that exact same which thing. Which is the same thing. Yeah. And I mean, that's what the majority well, of streaming is. For the other half is. of people who don't like Friends. Yeah. <laughs> which is me. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got, they've got... Netflix had everybody covered on the non-Netflix-owned... Uh, I don't want to say garbage because both those shows yeah. aren't garbage. I know you hate Friends, but they're not garbage shows. They're everyone likes Friends. I, yeah. I just don't like Friends. I, just, I, I don't know. It's, I've seen seven seasons of it. I feel like I yeah. Have, you um, don't like Friends for the same reason you don't like Velveeta. Like if it's there, like you're, go, you're gonna eat Velveeta. Yeah, like best case in the world. Velveeta, Velveeta, a can of fucking Rotel, baby. Uh, you just you just made me look less white. That was really <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I do think with The Office, here's the thing, Jesse, here's the thing, something mm-hmm. you don't know, there was a golden age of Netflix, my guy, are you ready for it? <laughs> I've had Netflix since it didn't have a website, or it had a website, but it didn't have streaming. I as well, <laughs> and there was a golden age, they were losing like 2013 or so, where there were three kings on Netflix, The Office, Roseanne, mm. and Everybody Loves Raymond, oh. three of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> Holy fuck would I never hanker for wanting to watch something. Every, something was always there. But I remember when Netflix had Futurama and South Park. Those oh, are my shit. golden age. Yeah, no, th- that was on there too. Because mm-hmm. I remember I watched both of those. I, re- I watched How I Met Your Mother. Like, all these different sitcoms. Like, fuck, dude. But I feel like Netflix has kind of fallen apart into, like, its own... It- it's starting to become its own streaming service where it's just doing a lot of original content. Yeah. Which is fine, but... Th- you know, man... Y- I think Netflix's original content is the best original content out there as far as volume. They are knocking yeah. out they're knocking out fucking it seems like 40 shows a month that come out new and at least 10 of them I'm like I have some interest in this. Every yeah. time like I can't watch I I don't run out of things to watch. Yeah. Is it always fucking 10 out of 10s or is it always things like The Office or Friends or they're it's it's good for yeah. it, it does it always hit the mark of what it's aiming for? No. But it's never, like, fucking terrible. Yeah. And I, the other thing, too, is I feel like now, and it, it's, it's the conversation is beat to shit, but we're stupid if we don't talk about it. Uh, dude, there's too many streaming services. Like, they, they gotta tighten it up. Um, or at least make them cheaper. I'll tell you one thing. Disney Plus, that's an okay price. You gotta keep you in mind, Disney Plus is hemorrhaging money. They're losing money. Mm, like, true, yeah. massively. And the only reason they can do that is because they're Disney. And their yeah. plan is to keep hemorrhaging money as long as they can until they beat out their competitors. And Because Disney's a giant monopoly that's out to yeah. fuck everyone. I mean, Amazon's the same way, really. Yeah. But, the, I don't know, dude. The thing is, I was, I was watching, I was reading IGN and I was looking for one of my stories. And they were reviewing the streaming services. And they said... 
Hulu is still the best cable replacement. Mm. Which I, I can see that funny. because they do have a lot of shows like The Office. They I mean yeah. they they have South Park and they have uh, yeah. they have Archer. They have a lot of like uh, just leaving stuff I listen to. Bob's Burger. They, they're the sitcom but... kings. They have every yeah. sitcom. But also Hulu has uh, Scrubs. Yeah, Hulu has uh, like some of their original content's fucking like award winning. Like Handmaid's Tale, it's not award winning, but a Castle Rock I've been watching. Mm-hmm. I love Stephen King shit, and it's just a Stephen King anthology series. I just have a personal distrust of Hulu because of the way that they have their tiered system with the ads. So you can pay and you still get ads. That just puts a fucking terrible taste in my mouth. It makes me not like them. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But the, the tiered system is like, it's so cheap. I think that it's like, uh, you know, because you have the bigger one, which is like $12 a month. And that's with no ads at all. Mm-hmm. And I personally, with how much fucking content you're getting, just movies and TV, like, I think it's it's okay. Because it's the same price as Netflix, but I feel like you're arguably getting more than Netflix. Um, there's less original content, but you're getting so much of that content that you already want. And then with the second tier, I feel like if they just got rid of the second tier altogether, you wouldn't feel this way at all. I agree, but that's that does bother me, because Netflix doesn't have that second tier. It just You either have it or you don't, and I just think that's a better business model. Or give or do because like, the way that Hulu already ha- Hulu kind of has a Spotify thing going, where it's it's either free and you have a ton of ads, or you pay for it and you don't have ads, and that business model does not bother me. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's that middle ground where you pay because I feel like a lot of people like uh, my parents or it's always bundled in ways where they don't understand, so they're just like I'll just buy this one and then the ads are there. And it's just like yeah. I don't think anybody's making that choice. They're, it's either bundled into other bullshit to trick you. Yeah. Which is always like the Spotify for when they're like you get free Hulu with this thing, free Hulu with this thing. It's never the Hulu you want. It's the shitty Hulu. That's fair. And with, I feel like that's just marketing bullshit and it's not I don't like it. But the thing is like it's better having that than nothing. I disagree. Really? I don't, I don't know because there's so much content there even if you have to watch ads it's like but you already can do TV. that. You can already do that for free. Can't you? Um, well, Isn't Hulu free? No, not anymore. I didn't think so. Oh, I thought it was. I thought, no. the, I thought the paying for it just gave you less ads. Less ads. Uh, we'd have to run that back and check. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not. I don't know. I like. I, I mean, I'm happy to... Honestly, paying for all of them is still cheaper than cable. Yeah. I mean, like, if you pay for the big five, the only it's time still under cable. $100. Yeah. And then you have access to literally everything whenever you want it's still already, better than cable i already have it dude the only thing i don't have is nba league pass mm-hmm. that's the only thing i'm missing that i want because my parents have fucking everything and i'm just on all their shit mm. i just got different friends and i get netflix for my parents but i use netflix vastly more than the rest of them yeah and i don't use amazon prime because fuck amazon but yeah all right uh you want to go on the next one yeah okay uh so I've been having this problem with social media. This is my music one. Okay. Yeah, I've been having this problem with social media recently. Um, maybe it's just a new year, trying to better myself and stuff. Um, what have you quit now? That's a fun one to talk about. It's nothing to do with music. Yeah. Uh, so I'm off Instagram. I'm off Snapchat. This man quits and rejoins Snapchat every two weeks. It's, well, there, it's so fun to watch. I so I I download it for like not even an hour. I download it for like ten minutes and then I'll check all this because people you all keep sending me Snapchats. You just, you, you keep doing it. I get, it just, there's a big chain of unresponsive Snapchats I keep getting from y'all. They do delete themselves eventually. I figured that out after I didn't sign in for a full year. And then uh, when I got back on, a bunch had not ever gotten to me. Yeah. Or they had gotten to me, sat there for over a year, and then they went away. There are a couple that, the the second before last time that I logged in, 
There were a couple I saw, and I was like, yikes. Yeah. I'm really glad I don't have this anymore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, so, but really, what I'm angling at here, it's this is gonna be my music one because it's it's pretty ancillary music. One that I didn't expect to stop like one, I'm TikTok. I'm getting it's getting boring. You, it's <laughs> really funny at first, and then you just realize that it's all just rehashing the same joke. Um, but Reddit is boring the shit out of me in their music subreddits. In music, it's it's with all the subreddits I follow, but honestly, the music ones is one of the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing dude, every or every post has the same jokes, the same fucking viewpoints. People are taking the least controversial opinions and the other half of people are just snobby assholes. Like somebody was saying like Green Day's Dookie was their best album. And I was like, that's not a fucking hot take. Everyone thinks that. Mm-hmm. Like it's that or American Idiot. Like you're not brave. And yeah. it's it's the same thing with like the movie subreddit. Someone was saying like you know, I just watched The Fugitive of Harrison Ford. That's a great fucking film. And in my head, I was like, I know I never commented, but I was like, you're all a bunch of stupid assholes. Like, shut the fuck up. Okay, so this isn't fun uh, podcast talk, but you know how you make those subreddits not suck? How? Stop sorting by top comment and start sorting by controversial top, com- top comment. But I do that too, and it's just, but it's just people vocalizing shit I, like, the same feeling I have. Mm. We always be like, we be negative, bro. Like the hip hop heads. One of my favorite subreddits that have slowly devolved into fucking Anthony Fantano fucking shit talking and hating Kanye, which is in vogue. And <laughs> just shit like that. And I don't know, dude. Like, someone. I looked up uh, Potato Salad by Tally Creator and ASAP Rocky, one of my favorite rap songs of all time. Maybe my number two. Um, it, I, I personally just. I, I looked it up and I was like, I want to see what people have said about this song. I looked up, there's like 400 fucking posts to that video, and then I went back to the subreddit the, uh, two days ago, it got fucking posted again, and it's on the top comments, and then I started <laughs> looking, it's all fucking ASAP, Brockhampton, fucking, like, Tyler, just all these fucking, like, remotely, like, indie-sounding fucking, uh, hip-hop videos, they're all super mainstream, and I'm just like, bro, that's not exactly why I'm here, though. I want to see new shit. Yeah. One of my favorite threads of the entire year was, who, what up-and-coming fucking, uh, artist is uh are you excited for mm-hmm. that's like like who you think's gonna blow up next and someone said roddy rich i was like bro he has a song with fucking meek mm-hmm. <laughs> like well this is I'm, I'm not getting too deep into hip-hop but meek <laughs> is one of the most popular fucking artists and i'm just like it, it's just stuff like that where i'm like bro i want something new you got to join the smaller subreddits that's the only way this happens that's just how reddit works you got you got things that that once they hit that million mark or that hundred thousand mark it just stops being coming it stops being a small community of people that are super into something and it becomes just just randos and it's masses. Yeah. Like you got to you got to find the weird subreddits with two thousand people in them, and those two thousand people went through the task of finding this small, unique subset yeah. of people. And it's just, so like, things like pics and funny and yeah. uh, politics are all just cesspools of useless garbage. You have yeah. to find better things. A lot of times, music though is difficult because I feel like it's mostly. And if there's a there's a giant branch of hip hop music subreddits or indie music subreddits, like I'm down for it. But like, listen to this is one of the best examples. Listen to this was my favorite subreddit of all time because there would be in like fucking three hour blocks of my time where I would go and listen to this. I'm like, okay, let me let me try and find something, and I would just blow through fucking like hours of music and just like find like Beach Bunny, one of my favorite fucking bands. I, I got in on the ground floor with Beach Bunny. And I, I fucking just listen to all their music. I, I caught a video and listened to this. But now it sucks because that same video has been reposted like eight times. Someone's just like, mm. just found out Beach Bunny. And I'm like, bro, they have like 
500,000 monthly listeners now. Like, it was way cooler when you, like, you went to their Spotify, it was, like, 20,000 monthly listeners. Yeah. Like, Remember Sports was one of my, was my top band of last year, above Kanye, if you can believe it. <laughs> um, and they're just smaller indie band that it just turned out fucking bangers I just fucking loved. And they're, they're still super small, but, like, stuff like that was so exciting. And I now I just feel like it's cutting down so hard, and it's getting harder and harder for me to find new music that isn't... And I don't want to be the guy who's like, mainstream bullshit sucks, but like, you know, like, I'm... You're not going... You, you want Reddit to be a place where you can find the not mainstream music. Yeah. And so it's just like, and a lot of times, like, people talk about indie music, and I'm just like, bro, like, I want to I want to hear indie music. Like, mm-hmm. I want to hear independent, small people. Not, and I'm like, like oh, you'll, I, I get it, bro. You like Phoebe Bridgers. It's cool. We all do. You can love Phoebe Bridgers. I, I support it. But don't fucking come at me like that's a deep cut. Yeah. Almost everyone who's into indie music knows who Phoebe Bridger is. Same same as Snail Mail. Snail Mail is my favorite indie band of all time. I'm not. It's almost pop music at this point. That's fair. Okay, mine's a little more positive. A little yeah. more positive. Back to Netflix. Uh, they just announced that they're doing a documentary about uh, Taylor Swift in like the past three years over different tours and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Or mainly focusing on one, I believe. But uh, I watched. I'm not that into anything musical artists do, honestly, other than make music. I don't fucking care. But I watched the uh, the Beyonce one on Netflix, Homecoming. It was a really good film. Just, like, really exciting seeing the music mixed with everything else that they did and the way they did it. So I'm hoping... I don't give a flying fuck about Taylor Swift at all, but I'm hoping it's a cool movie. I feel like Taylor Swift was kind of one of those people who, like... She was, like, America's sweetheart for a minute. And then everyone kind of turned on her. And yeah. we were all kind of just like, I don't care about Taylor Swift anymore. I mean, obviously a ton of people still do because she is insanely famous. Yeah. And, and I think she had some of like, the, I mean, I don't think she did have some of the top songs of the last decade by yeah. fucking miles. But it's just, it, it's it's interesting to be making a doc. It, I think it's really cool to make the documentary while they're still doing it. Yeah. This isn't a look in the past where they found like random footage and threw it together of like Michael Jackson or anybody else. This is like her arguably still on the mountaintop, still at that peak level. Yeah. And they're making a movie now, which I just think when she's 80 and explaining to kids who Taylor Swift was, because let's be honest, she's going to be remembered. It's not like yeah. she's, she's not going to fall off the map. It'll be cool because you'll be able to get the energy that she wanted in this documentary. Yeah. Taylor Swift is a new Madonna, bro. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's cool. It's kind of the same concept. The well, I imagine this means people. It was kind of the same concept that Kevin Hart documentary or that you, you oh, showed me. Oh God, I should have talked about that one. I have a lot of takes on that. Yeah, I, we don't have to get too deep in it. I think I think we should save that for later when after we both finish it. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, it's it's interesting to me to see that and how how like the current like because it, it is him currently and there is some current stuff that goes through there. But the one thing that I, I, I didn't like about that, I hope the Taylor Swift one doesn't kind of devolve into this, which I think this should not be a documentary, I think it should be a series. I think everything music-related should be documentary series. Mm. It would have been a lot cooler if we got behind the musics while they were still like going for it. it yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, like It's just it's so much more... And in, in some ways, I could see it being a negative of letting the artist have say... Mm-hmm. in either the directing or the editing process or any any involvement in it, really. Mm-hmm. But on the other end of that, it does... I mean, it. I assume, 
with most musicians, they are naturally creative even outside of music. Mm-hmm. So seeing how they want their movie to be and letting them have some control, I think is just cool. Yeah. Because you have to assume Taylor Swift's um, documentary is going to go vastly different than Kanye's documentary. Yeah. I'm very excited for that uh, that TV series. <laughs> uh, the one thing about this is like Kevin Hart's... Because I, I want to watch the Beyonce one to see what that's like. But the Kevin Hart one... It kind of comes off as a reality show. We can get deeper into that later, but, like, you know what I mean? I don't understand. Speaking of letting artists have creative freedom and decide what gets shown and what doesn't to an extent, uh, the things that Kevin Hart l- lets shown in the documentary that he's letting people film him in is uh, just kind of fucking insane to me. And He's kind of just a fucking asshole yeah. the whole time. And I'm not talking about weird tweets from 2010. I'm talking about cheating on your wife, then saying you apologize for it, and then making jokes about cheating on your wife. Yeah. Not on not on set, like you're getting paid to do it, and it's just you talking about life, but like basically being like, fuck her, after apology. Yeah. Just, just kind of scummy as fuck. And he, he gets yeah. in a fight with one of his, with one of his boys, and they, like, if I got in a fight with one of my really close friends... While I was filming a documentary, and neither of us during that fight were like, yo, camera's off. Yeah. That's just so weird to me, and it screams that he wants attention more than, like, yeah. he's actually an artist in any way. And I've seen that episode now, and the way you describe it is, like, spot on. Like, it is, they get fucking, because the thing is, like, the guy who's, Kevin Hart gets fucking, like, borderline evil with this dude. Yeah. The dude doesn't say anything mean. Yeah. He says, he's, he's, he treats like an art, like, me and you got an argument. I imagine unless something drastic happened, we would never go for throats like like Kevin Hart was doing. It, like, Kevin Hart fuck. aimed to tear this man down. Yeah, and it, it's his he friends. Didn't get him. Yeah, it was yeah. it's very odd. I I highly recommend that. I highly recommend the Kevin Hart thing on Netflix. I'm still gonna enjoy his comedy. He's yeah. I mean he changed a lot of the game when it comes to stand up comedy. First one to perform in a fucking stadium. So yeah, can't knock him for it. I like them, Kevin Hart. He's, I, I think he's a garbage human being. I think he's an amazing yeah. comedian. Um, all right. So the next one, uh, we're gonna save the uh, the pop culture one or whatever okay. for last. Uh, the next one I have is uh, I guess our, our random topic. Random. Uh, so there is a new Batman game being made mm. by um, I think it's LB Montreal. I don't think it's Rocksteady because it, it's it's a continuation. I imagine of the same Arkham. Arkham oh, City, so it Arkham is going to be the same style? Yeah, uh, this one, though, is kind of cool. It deals with the... I'm not going to get too deep into comic bullshit. Um, it deals with the Court of Owls, which in the Batman comic books kind of made him more of a detective. Mm. My biggest thing with this, um, one, and I might be wrong, but I was thinking... I just thought about it quickly. We haven't really gotten like a solid, widely liked Batman um, property in a long time. Yeah. Because, like, Batman vs. Superman, I liked it. A lot of people hate it because he was killing people, which, it was about time. Um, Justice League. The audience whack. can't see me shaking my head in disapproval of your well, terrible takes. I know more about Batman than you. Mm-hmm. Um, even Arkham Knight, dude. That last game, like, was not... Everyone hit it fat. It was cool. We're glad it's over. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of problems with it. Um, I'm just excited. I hope they fucking figure out a way to just figure out why we all liked Arkham Asylum so much and really just see the way we like Batman the most. 
Batman is best when he's not not grounded completely, but Arkham Asylum is probably the best Batman property in a long fucking time because it was perfect. It was just grounded enough where he's not fighting Superman, but it was just goofy enough where he was having Scarecrow nightmares. Yeah. It works amazing in a fucking video game medium. And the reason I'm excited for Court of Owls is I want to see him do detective stuff. I want to see him hang out with Nightwing. I want to do that shit in an open world and have these goofy, like, like Red Dead Redemption 2. They had perfect, like, scripted sequences and shit where there were random events dealing with people. I want to see that in a Batman game. I like it. Yeah. I'm excited to see what the future of it is. Yeah. I hope I hope they... I'm sure they get it right. There's so much money behind this. Even I'd if they don't, they're not going to get it. It's not going to be a 5. It's yeah. gonna be a seven point five to an eight. It'll be it'll be worth playing when it goes on sale. That's yeah, exactly. that's the difference. Is it worth spending sixty or is it worth hitting it when it's on sale? Yeah. Uh, for my random, uh, I'm gonna pull back to politics. It's the not only one I care about out of all these mm-hmm. topics, anyways, and television. Um, Great. <laughs> this is just a happy one. Just just uh, just yeah. stay positive. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, as of January first, twenty twenty, cancer free baby. Hell yeah. And uh, I mean. She's she's been holding on for quite a fucking while. Uh, probably the single most important reason that Donald Trump can't win in twenty twenty mm-hmm. is because whoever wins this, sorry Ruth, is most likely going to be replacing her, mm-hmm. whether she steps down, or something worse happens to her. Yeah. But the the lady is up there in years, and probably should have retired about six years ago. She's got that grandma power, not energy. Power. The notorious RGB baby. Notorious <laughs> Everyone knows RGB. who RGB is. Yeah, yeah. That's it's exciting though. It's good to hear. It's nice to have fucking things that brighten the day a bit. You know, I feel like a lot of our politics and news gets a little dreary, and we don't have these. Little, I mean, it's, this isn't fun, obviously, but this is a one that you go, oh, cool. Yeah, and she she spoke out and said something about telling Americans to get the early screenings for all this because she's just constantly getting tests to make sure that she's good and they're catching stuff early mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So it's just nifty to... She's, she's pushing the envelope. It's also just so incredible. I I don't think it's a smart decision that we have the uh, lifetime appointments to the Supreme Court. Seems kind of odd be, because she's old as fuck. She's mm-hmm. 86 and has been through it. But... um. It's got to be really interesting to be RGB and the things that she has gone through and how she's watched. Like, I mean, she's made Supreme Court decisions that have changed the course of America on more than one occasion. Yeah. I want to watch the RGB movie. Yeah. I'll more about it. Uh, So, uh, moving into our last topic, we actually picked the same one. We did discuss I, ahead of time this time. Yeah. Because we both knew it was coming. Yeah. I uh, We have very differing opinions on this man. Uh, Ricky Gervais, he did the Golden Globe speech. Jesse, I'll let you kick this off because you care more than I do. Uh, he did the Golden Globe speech. Basically, he came after Hollywood's uh, hiding of pedophiles. He came after Hollywood's uh, liberal speech, but then hoarding massive amounts of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um. He came after individuals just constantly, uh, attacked people very directly, and this was his last year doing it, so he just went out with a bang and said whatever the hell he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I liked the Golden Globe speech. Mostly, I like every, I like anyone saying, fuck this elite person. Mm-hmm. My one thing that I kind of want to do devil's advocate on is because some of the stuff I saw, uh, you know, he was telling people, like, uh, you're in no place to tell people how to feel. 
you know, because you're out of touch and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, he's. I think he famously heard the, the the big quote. I'm not gonna get it exactly right, but he says, "When you come up and get your award, just thank your God, thank your your lawyer, and mm-hmm. fuck off." He's like, "Don't yeah. don't preach up here. Don't don't tell people to do this or that or the other." Yeah. I I like where he's coming from. I think he definitely. That's definitely a. It's a reasonable take to have. Mm-hmm. My one thing though is I think it's a bit cynical. Yeah, I think it's a little it's a little difficult to say like like with Leonardo DiCaprio whenever he thanked uh, whenever he won his Oscar and he got the Revenant and he he thanked the First Nations people, Native mm. Americans who have been vastly fucking like discriminated against or arguably their culture almost everything destroyed, thrown into reservations and shit and he thanked them because you know they were a big part of the Revenant part of the movie part of the making of it and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think stuff like that's good. I think advocating, I think celebrities advocating for, you know, um, climate change and stuff like that, that's good because, you know, there are people who are, it was the same thing, people bitch about Kanye. Um, You know, there's a reverse side of that that can be good. Either everyone needs to shut the fuck up or, you know, it's okay to say these things. Yeah. I I don't think there's anything wrong with going up in the words like Joaquin Phoenix is saying, this was a meatless, um, this was a meatless meal tonight at the Golden Globes. And he was like, that's a fucking really good step. I think it's important that th- that happened. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit of like a, eh, yeah. Gary Gervais, which was, you know, God bless Walking Phoenix. I'll never say a crossword about the man. <laughs> unless he's a piece of shit. God, I hope not. But that's that's pretty much where I'm coming from. But I, but I will say I respect the sentiment Ricky Gervais is saying, but also he needs to consider that he's also one of those people. So oh, saying, So saying nobody cares and you have no spot, you have no spot to say anything, well, you, you know, you're super rich too. <laughs> I do think... I, I 100% agree with all that. It's an incredibly cynical take to have. Yeah. Now, if I think you pulled Ricky Gervais aside and you said, hey, that's a super cynical take to have, he'd be like, yeah, that's kind of been my thing, man. Yeah. Been cynical for fucking since I started comedy. Like, that's yeah. Ricky Gervais is not one that's like, oh, well, the world's going to work out. Yeah. That was just my one thing that I was like kind of had. Because I, I know he's been like that. But that's also part of my reason with him is because, like, I think he can get exhausting. Mm-hmm. And like I was watching his stand up, the humanity one. He, uh, holy fuck, dude! His Ramsey kid, does not like Ricky Gervais, but this and he, I, he, I don't. I think Rick Gervais. The I have a couple of texts that says he hates him. Yeah, because I, I think he's fucking annoying. Like, like in person, he's fucking annoying. Same mm-hmm. thing with like, uh, like Johnny Depp's an annoying fucking dude. You know, he has some good movies. Rick Gervais Afterlife is one of my favorite things I've seen on Netflix. I still don't fucking love Ricky Rick Gervais. See, I I'm on the opposite end with this. I think Extras is amazing for its time. I love The Office, and I'm just listing things that he's done. His stand-up is amazing, and then even outside of all that, the actual person Twitter, he's fucking hilarious. His 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 going after vegan cats and going after PETA and because yeah. the man just loves animals. He doesn't give a fuck about humans. He just likes yeah. animals. Like, and that. That's that's not a bad take to be honest. I'm like, okay, I he knows yeah. what he likes and he and he, yeah. he will rip people apart for it. The overly like cynical shit thing is just I, I don't know, I get tired of it. There was when I was watching I was watching stand up last night, the humanity one, which I don't know, I, was that the one that people said that wasn't good, they didn't like? I dude, every time Ricky Gervais releases anything other than Afterlife, people shit on him for it. No, I don't pay attention anymore. One. He is one of the most polarizing people because yeah. people that you would have no, you would never assume they dislike him, hate him, and people that like me, yeah, <laughs> they, it doesn't. I don't under, yeah. I don't get that that annoyance that people get from him. It's not. It's he's just. I don't know. He comes off as smug and cynical a lot for me, and I'm just like. You know, because the thing is, like, with his stand-up, it's, that's how he is, you know, so it's a little tough for me to pass it. 
However, watching the humanity one, the funny part of his stand-up that I thought was when he went on the Caitlyn Jenner rant thing. He went mm. on just a little too long, but it was almost the perfect bit where he's like, whenever he's talking about like the doctor, he's like, back when, you know, Bruce Jenner, because that was his name at the time, at the time <laughs> and he's talking the doctor, and then he's like treating him like a fucking dude. He's like, he's like, oh, Brucey boy, like fucking just, it was so funny. But like, and I did like that. I also like how he did not let, and I'm not taking a stance on Caitlyn Jenner here, but I did like how he was like, you know, Bruce Jenner did fucking commit manslaughter and then mm-hmm. transition, which I was like, everyone forgets about that. Yep. And there's also, um, I think the biggest thing that I got from the Golden Globes and this whole, like, Ricky cynical thing was a lot of people on Twitter were like, oh, yeah, Ricky Gervais just destroyed the Hollywood libs. He fucked them all up. And, like, thinking that Ricky Gervais, just because he said, he said horrible things about trans people, that are jokes. He said horrible yeah. things about pretty much everybody from... Christians, which is a pretty left-leaning thing, mm-hmm. to punching down to trans people and racist jokes and everything else. Yeah. And he came out on Twitter instead of just letting these people say dumb shit and just put a tweet out. He was like, I am not conservative or right-leaning at all. I am a liberal through and through. These were jokes. They were funny. Mm-hmm. I made fun of pedophiles. I'm not saying all of these people are pedophiles. I made fun of some pedophiles. Yeah. Which, I don't know, dude. I think... For me, it's not the controversial shit he's saying. Cause even when I was like, when I heard about the Caitlyn Jenner shit, I'm just, and I'm not going down the trans transgender road or everything. I'm not trying to be that polarizing and shit. But like, I, I thought it was going to be worse than it was, but it really wasn't. And that's the same on both sides. I mean, people blew this Golden Globe stuff up like he had gone up and done something insane. What? And really, pretty much every single person in that crowd that isn't directly being made, Leonardo DiCaprio is laughing his ass off. Yeah. When uh, when Ricky makes a joke about Leonardo only dating 20-year-olds. Yeah. And then Leonardo does only date 20-year-olds. Yeah. He's, he's like, not I a know. creep about it, but yeah. like he just he only dates super young models, yeah. you know, because he's Leonardo to fucking Caprio. <laughs> That's what you expect him to be doing. Me and Jesse went on a giant fucking just co-rant to each other about people shitting on Leonardo DiCaprio for doing that. And I'm just like, he's not married. Yeah, it's it's a very when when there's people doing horrible things, and there was there was angry people at Leo because he only dates models. Yeah, like well, look at him, you know. <laughs> He's the models have actor. to date someone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, but you know, coming back to Ricky Gervais, it, it for me it's like because we've already about it before, but I think like whenever I say like I don't like Ricky Gervais, you think I'm saying like. Like, uh, what's a good actor or something I could, I could come up with? Uh, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. I don't like Bruce Willis. I think he's a fucking annoying dude. I think he's a douchebag. Mm. He's, he's less abrasive than, like, Richie Race. So you don't see see him that often. But I still love Fifth Element. It's one of my favorite fucking movies. Yeah. I still I always, like I, I hate uh, Kevin Hart now yeah, as a person. Kevin Hart's but, a fucking asshole. But this shit's funny. It's amazing. Yeah. And it, but it's, for me, Rick Gervais is just like... Uh, and I, I feel like he has the same kind of deal with... Um, you, you know, it's, it's obviously not extreme, but, like, same kind of thing with, like, Kanye people where, like, they're a certain subsect of his fan base will, like, latch on everything he says and then just try and, like, emulate him a lot. That is true. And that's the one thing that bothers me a lot because I'm just like, you know, your cynical worldview doesn't fucking matter because you're 15. Yeah. You have nothing important to say. There also, I will say, there is, uh, as a non-religious person that has identified as atheist for fucking ever... Ricky Gervais is one of those atheists where when they talk, you just want to put your hands on your fucking head and just be like, just stop, dude. Yeah. You're not, you're not, like, the things you were saying are so fucking useless. When he's doing his stand-up bits about it, 
fucking hilarious because he yeah. does point out the absurdities in most major religions. Yeah. But some of his Twitter rants where he just starts attacking someone because they're religious, and you're like, yeah. look, man, That's I, I don't disagree with you, Ricky. I really yeah. don't. But you're, you're just being a dick right now, and there's no reason to. This I honestly, yeah, I, I was staying away from that. But honestly, I, we should talk about it. That, that fucking bothers the shit out of me. For me, there's like... There's nothing more fucking annoying than that shit. Because it's just like, I'll see you with Ricky Gervais, and you know, like, I don't... I'm not, like, personally attacked. You know, I'm not like, oh, what's making you feel? But also, it's just like, whenever you see someone who, like, talks about that way of, like, believing in God, like, you, you get, like, kind of insulted. I can well, brush you gotta, it off, you, you gotta keep in mind, that's how... That's how, uh, at the Golden Globes, some people feel. That's how trans people feel when he attacks trans people. That's how anybody... Like, it's like when South Park... That, that's one of the good things about Ricky Gervais, I think, and one of the good things about South Park. No one is safe. That's the whole thing. Yeah. You, if, if, if you, you can't be mad... Well, okay, Ricky Gervais <laughs> would never hurt an animal. And no one is safe except for animals. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think you can't judge him because he's being an out... You can't... It, it is hypocritical to say, I don't like this guy and find him annoying because on his Twitter, he's an asshole to my people. But then also retweet or find his tweets funny when he's being an asshole to somebody else. Yeah, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just the, his whole shit just gets tired to me. Um, it just hit him. You know, as a personality, is like a like like if Ray Gervais had a talk show, I fucking would I, I would block it from every every mm. corner of the internet for to see it. Um, I will say though, like he, he's he's great in scripted shit, man. He's a really good actor. I think the 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 heart. In um, afterlife. afterlife is just it, dude. There's 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 only one part of that show that I think is bad, and it didn't even ruin the show for me. I just fucking like it. it whenever it's a great show, it's Everyone a really good show. That. Yeah, well, it, well, especially. I like, also think if you ha- if you if you are a fan of Ricky Gervais, or if you're just a fan of The Office, which tons of people are like, I love The Office and I hate Ricky Gervais, and you're like, <laughs> okay, but not really. I like the American putting two Office. to two together. He still helped with that. How much? I think a lot. He was. Yeah, I think he has writing credits and everything for it. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the extras. If you ran out of stuff to to binge on Netflix, I believe it's on Netflix. The extras is fucking great. Mm. It, it's got a shaky start because it's it's an older show. So, <clears throat> but man, it's it's good. It's really good. All right. Well, uh, this has been a variety hour. Thank yeah. you for thank you for joining us for this hour. Yeah, and we talked about Iran and we ended on Ricky Gervais. I'm glad we talked about Ricky Gervais. I felt like uh I felt like you understand that I just don't want to fucking run after them with a chainsaw. I just think he, he he's annoying sometimes. Yeah, I think you think he's annoying because he attacked you. No, I think yeah, he's like that with everyone. I think though. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with the trans stuff, I'm like. Hey, but some pe- some people don't punch you and they just punch everyone else. What do you mean? I, I, there's some, there's some comedians that have similar asshole takes on everybody. Yeah, but I see Ricky Gervais way more than them. Mm. I guarantee if they were shoved in my face a lot, I'd be like, hey, I hate that person. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. All right, uh, what do we got next week? Uh, next week, we got an In the Lab, baby. Oh, fuck yes. Mm-hmm. It's a been, good it's been one. a long time since our last In the Lab. It was a, oh yeah, yeah we had a been. year in review episode in between there. So oh. we'll catch y'all next week. Fuck yes! All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. <laughs>